All right. Now, while we're waiting for Kevin to show up or respond, I'm going to try to remember the mementos, the candy theme song. Oh, I just realized. I was like, Jeremy Davies? That sounds super familiar. Who is that? Uh, It was the guy who played Toffler. And apparently he was in Justified. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I did not even recognize him. Oh, I spotted that guy. <laughs> I I didn't know his name, but I spotted him, recognized him from Justified. I wanted him to like get crippled. And you know who else isn't Justified? Yes, I do. All right, who was it? Because I don't remember. Guy Pierce. No, wait. There is. Oh, uh, I know. It's the the soldier. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember anybody's name from the movie. Neil McDonough. Yeah, that's a weird looking dude. Yeah, he's very he's got very blue eyes. Apparently he was in Captain America as well. I did that's not right. realize that. I remember that now. I'm really surprised that I did not know that. Not used to seeing him with a mustache. Yep. It, now that you mention it, I put a mustache on his face in my brain and yep, that's that's him. I usually can tell who he is by his blue eyes, and I'm like, wow, those are really blue eyes. That guy has really blue eyes. That you can just get lost in. So you love him? I just, I just get confused by his eyes. <laughs> you just get confused? I mean, like, it's like Hypnotoad. You stare at his eyes and it's like... <laughs> <laughs> and Jeffrey Jones is also in this movie. Yes, he is. Hey, do you remember? Uh, do you remember when Jeffrey Jones uh, did a, a, a guest role on that uh, episode of To Catch a Predator? No. Yeah, um, Chris Hansen was in the in the kitchen there waiting for the next predator, but instead uh, Jeffrey Jones comes in and he was like, and he was like, "Ah, oh, beloved character actor Jeffrey Jones doing a cameo appearance." What is this sweeps week? And Jeffrey Jones says, "Yeah, yeah, I gotta go." And then he left. <laughs> and the pervert they were waiting on from the internet never did show up. That's weird. Yeah. I would, you shouldn't talk shit about Jeffrey Jones. I'm pretty sure that's not true. Uh, well, <laughs> what arrests personal life? Look at the Wikipedia page. Wow. Thanks for ruining this actor for me. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> There's a lot of actors that I have info like that on. Some of them I don't share with people because they're too sad. <laughs> oh, God. I just remembered uh, a couple of episodes ago. When Dylan was like, I just saw a really cute, charming movie called Waitress. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that cute, charming girl that was in it as a waitress and wrote and directed it got murdered. Hey, let's get Kevin on here <laughs> to distract us from this. Yeah, you should do that. Let's uh, get Kevin on here. Where's Kevin? Let me see if I can add him. Kevin. Oh, there's that buzzing. Kevin's here. <laughs> yep. What's up? How's it going? Sorry. You you were her- heralded by a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. 
All the buzzes. Wish I had that in real life. <laughs> People are just sitting around and they hear just like this buzzy. Just cover yourself like, in bees. What the hell is that? And I float into the room. That's mm. just one of the perks to being covered in bees. The other one is people are slightly less likely to punch you. What about honey? You get more honey? In fact, you get less honey because whenever you try to eat a spoonful of honey, the bees eat it. I get mooching bees. Welcome to Hey, let's talk about that movie or whatever. The only podcast on the internet where people talk about movies. So, hey, let's talk about that movie or whatever. Are you going to take the lead, Kevin, or am I in charge of this thing? Go go ahead. (laughs) Kevin's taking a nap. I I forgot to look up any information on it because I was sleeping. Yeah, just bring up IMDb. Yeah, you think you think that Logan has anything prepared beforehand? I really don't. Yeah, he just Google's IMDb and then he says, "Ravenous was a 1999 horror thriller that is 101 minutes long and it's rated R. It was directed by Captain John Boyd after his promotion stations him at a fort where a rescued man tells him a disturbing tale of cannibalism. Yeah, this week's movie is Ravenous, directed by Antonia Bird, starring Guy Pearce, Robert Antonia Bird, by the way, is dead. Oh, shit. She died on October 21st, 2013. Damn. Oh, sorry to tell you more sad news about an entertainment professional you you like. Was she, by any chance, lost in a mountain? I have no and idea. Eaten? She should have eaten people, but she just turned it down. Starring Guy, Guy Pierce, Robert Carlyle, David Arquette, Jeremy Davies, Jeffrey Jones, John Spencer, Stoon Spinella, Neil McDonough, whole bunch of people in this film. Famous people. <laughs> famous, famous people. Yeah, there is a surprising amount of people that I know more well today than I did uh, at the time that this movie came out. Yeah. So, like, Jeremy Davies and uh, Neil McDonough have both been in Justified. I mean, Jeffrey Jones, you just see him in all sorts of crap. And Guy Pierce and Robert Carlyle, yeah. those guys are just awesome. Yeah. None of them there are in a lot of different things, though. What? Um, Jeremy Davies? Just... Jeffrey Jones? He's in all kinds of shit, dude. Well, yeah, like, I mean... he was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off and a TV show I mentioned in the cold open. He was also in prison, from what I understand. Uh, probation. Dumb, yeah. dumb. Yeah, but but uh, Guy no. Pierce is second only to, well, actually, he's worse than Johnny Depp at picking movie roles. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you fucking serious? Yeah, he's not. You never see him in anything, and he's just. And they're always weird, like really strange roles. Yeah, but he's a really good actor. He. Yeah, and they're always much. good. Yeah, he always does a really good job. I wasn't saying he was bad. I'm saying he's just has a very strange selection of. Uh, you don't want to say he's bad. Don't compare him to Johnny Depp. You don't like Johnny Depp. He's the bad kind of good. 
as <laughs> Abed on Community once. Well, we'll call, and I we'll nodded call, my head when I heard that. We'll call Johnny Depp the bad guy Pierce. Yeah, no. Depp, or we're comparing him to Guy Pierce. <laughs> Guy Pierce was in a movie that I really wanted to watch recently. I haven't watched it yet. The Rover, which looks fucking awesome. Oh yeah, that, that yeah. Movie. That movie looks cool. I mean, it was in a, it was like in a western film, I think. Shit, I forget the name of the movie. It was really good. That's the Australian one. Yeah, the proposition. Yeah, that was oh, really yeah. good. I really enjoyed that. He was also in uh, the the team that brought you the proposition are the ones that did uh, Lawless. And he was really good in that, but he played a super weird city creep. I need to watch that. Like oh, no, gangster. I did see that. I did see Lawless. Yeah? Yeah. And you, and you saw his hair? <laughs> I don't remember him that well in that, honestly. What would you say, like, does he have one role that you would call... You know, typical Guy Pierce. No, that's what's great about Guy Pierce. No, nothing iconic, nothing me. Uh, uh, well, we talked a little bit about Memento before yeah. you got on. I mean, that's probably, Memento is like, probably the best, uh, closest thing he has. Like that's probably one of his best roles. But like, he, there's nothing like, there's no type for Guy Pierce. That's why I like about him. Yeah, I always like him. He's a weird looking dude too. He's like, especially in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, I kept noticing like, I mean, he's handsome, but he looks like he looks like a handsome guy who is in like the very first stage of turning into a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Ravenous this week, it's a uh, it's kind of a dark comedy. This was a total Logan movie. Yeah, really fucking weird. And I like it. I like it so, <laughs> so much. This is one this of my is... favorite films. It's one of those movies, I'm not sure you would call it a a dark comedy if it weren't for the music. The music's just so... Oh, so over the top, quirky. yeah. 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 And, well, that, the music definitely plays a big part of the comedic factor, but oh. there are some scenes which are just played up for straight laughs. I actually liked the music a lot of the times. Like, the theme. Oh, yeah, the, the main theme, the... I actually love that. <laughs> and then I love when it comes back at the end. Yeah, it plays through the, the movie about a f- like three or four times. Let's yeah. go over our general thoughts on this, okay? All right. This is you. Uh, you I already, first. Yeah, I already started going over my things. Like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Before we leave the music, uh, small piece of trivia. Did anyone notice that one of the composers is Damon Albarn? Did not know that. That's really I cool. Didn't either. Damon Albarn is in uh, Blur. He's that front man for Blur. And he was and gorillas. One, yeah, and one of the main yeah. guys behind the gorillas. But this is what from ninety nine. Yeah. yeah so 99. this was like blur, and probably gorillas just getting started out, or like maybe I don't know when the first gorillas album came out. Uh, would have been around two thousand. Yeah, I would think like this would probably be right before. Or that's. I mean, I figure that the gorillas must have already been a thing if I found out, like if I was sort of introduced to them around 2000 they were created in 1998 so yeah the damon Albarn was probably creating gorillas as he was making music for this some of the gorillas should have like kind of just animatedly popped up and the uh danced across the screen yeah but as i was saying earlier this is one of my favorite films ever it's it's pretty violent there's some gore in there 
I wouldn't say it's overly violent. Like, it's definitely not the most violent thing, but there is blood. <laughs> People are killed. There's a big comedy aspect in a lot of these things, <laughs> a lot of scenes. It, I think it's really funny. And I don't know, it's so peculiar, and I love that about it. It's just a pretty weird and unique film. Uh, what do you think of it, Matt? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it like it kind of s- just smacks of like a shitty horror movie, like a low budget shitty horror movie, but it doesn't it's it's not though. Like it's it's it doesn't look like that exactly and it had a budget of 12 million dollars. Yeah, like it feels <laughs> like it it seems like it would have a lot less of a budget than it did like I'm watching it and like, wow, this feels like it's kind of like a lower budget film. I'm like seeing like all these backdrops, like where they must have gone. Like there was some fucking money in this though. Like, oh yeah. It's, it's like, uh, it's like you gave like a, a real studio production to like a, what would have been a little shitty, uh, horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Just here in the pitch, <laughs> you would never uh, expect a whole lot from what you were going to see. I mean, it's, it just yeah, seems like such a, a insane premise. It's not bad though. Like it's <laughs> it's good. It's really weird. Like because of that watchable. to me, it's very. Uh, I don't know. I could probably watch it again and, and again. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't say you have to see it, but if you're interested in seeing what I'm talking about with that. Like, if you are hearing us describe this right now and you haven't seen it and you want to, then do. Why? What are you doing? <laughs> Why did you start listening to this instead of watching the thing? Kevin. Well, I had, I had only seen it once before, and I kind of remembered it being more over the top, more, I don't know, I remember them being, like, stronger and and more superhero-y once the... Kevin, no spoilers yet. Why? Yeah, just just we haven't started talking about the movie yet. <laughs> I thought we were. No, we're no, we're just giving our general impressions. And do you need to watch this? Well, I do remember because it, it was one of those. Kevin's just going to ignore what I said and start talking about the movie anyway, guys. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Well, I was just going to say I remember when it came out, thinking, "Oh, that's kind of interesting." Didn't get to see it for a couple years. And when I finally got around to it, it wasn't what I expected. It was just, it has such a, a strange shift in it that it really kind of comes out of the blue. Well, actually, it doesn't because it kind of telegraphs it. I guess we'll talk more about that when. Uh, yes. When we get started. What, what are your general yes. Thoughts just say if you liked it or not. It's fun. It it, it sometimes. Okay, thanks, it, Kevin. It seems to it seems to take a lot of delight in itself in being so strange. All it's right. fun to watch. So now we're gonna start discussing the film, I guess. Or I do want to say, like Kevin, you mentioned like that you had seen like previews for it, and then you you never really got around to watching it. When I was a kid, like it was 1998, so I must have been like 13 when this came out. I wanted to watch this movie so bad. It was one of the things <laughs> I saw on TV. But I was like, of course, as a kid, I can't watch a radar movie. I can't go in by myself. But I really wanted to watch this film. When I when I was like 20, when I moved to Tallahassee, like I had this wonderful thing called Amazon, and I ordered the movie from Amazon. What is that? Amazon is an online retail service. 
Oh, right. It's the thing that if you go to my website and click on a thing and then order stuff, I'll get money? Yeah. Do that, everybody. What's your site? That's website.com. <laughs> All no, right. depressingscience.com. But, yeah, I, I blind bought this DVD because it was something I really wanted to watch, and I love this film so much. I enjoyed this film so much. I had, I went into it pretty much blind. I knew there was cannibalism, and that, that's all. That sounds like a pretty good way to go into it. Yeah. Actually, what else? <laughs> like, what much else is there to know about it? Yeah, that's. <laughs> well, as Kevin was saying, uh, the the superpowers, the Windigos. Windigo. Ojibwe legends. Yeah. So that's a J- big... Jail is a quarter Ojibwe, as far as we can surmise. That's cool. So, Kevin, you were talking about earlier how you thought it was more over the top? Yeah, it, that's how it lives in my memory. I remember them being, like, being able to fly and stuff like that. What? You, you know... <laughs> <laughs> You know, though, uh, you not only saw this like 15 years ago, but you saw it before you saw a bunch of like superhero movies. Right. So like this probably did seem more cool to you back then. Oh, this reminds me. (laughs) I need to watch Powers. Oh, that's on the PlayStation Network now, right? Yes. (laughs) I got to leave this podcast. I got to go see if that's any good. What is Powers? Uh, Powers was a comic book written by Brian Michael Bendis. It was uh, about two cops investigating superhero crimes. Yep, and more, but spoilers. Hey, I'm going to run to the bathroom real quick. He's going to go watch Powers. We're going to have to start calling him before the show and telling him to go to the bathroom. Well, call you before the show and show you to tell you to show up. Say what? (laughs) You were like a half hour late. Pretty much, almost. Oh, it wasn't. You're like ten minutes late. Might have been five minutes. Uh, ten minutes, at least. And I don't call you guys because I don't want to disconnect the thing like last time. Yeah, that's true. That's a good good call on that. wonder if Matt really went to go watch Powers. I don't know. I was joking, but I'm not sure, man. Me either. Hey, Matt's back. Hey. So this Antonia Bird, like, doesn't look like she directed too many movies. She directed, like, a few movies, Priest, Mad Love, Face, and Ravenous. So was this, like, the last movie she directed? Uh, The last film, yeah. Like, she apparently directed a couple, like, three or four TV movies. Right. It looks like five TV movies, and then some series. Like, in 2013, she directed something called The Village. Yeah, what is that? Follows the residents of one English village across the 20th century and their turbulent lives. Creator Peter Moffat. Yeah, she directed some episodes of that, and then she apparently died. That really sucks. I'm going to watch her full bio. Alright, so uh, are we back on track now? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Speaking of the director, this was written by Ted Griffin who also wrote Ocean's Eleven and Matchstick Men. Huh. And he co-created Terriers. What? 
And really? you wrote Tower Tower Heist? <laughs> okay, I might need to watch Tower Heist now. Nah, you could have stopped there. I actually... You could have left that one off. I didn't hate Tower Heist. I didn't like it. I didn't say I liked it, but I didn't hate it. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I wrote, like, some episodes of Terriers. Yeah, he's a co-creator. Oh, yeah, he wrote two episodes and he was the co-creator. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, the other things I'm not so sure about that I, I would really dig, but he wrote some stuff that I liked, so... Yeah. That's awesome. I think this was his first uh, produced uh, thing that he wrote. Yeah. All right, so let's go to the meat and potatoes of this film, both of which are actually featured in this film, meat and potatoes. Side by side with human flesh chunks. That's the meat. (laughs) First thing I noticed about uh, when I start watching it is uh, the quality of the, like, picture. (laughs) Yeah, I like I kind of uh, forgot what it's like to watch a movie that was shot on film that hasn't been like remastered like crazy. Yeah, <laughs> like I turned this on like, wow, this hasn't aged well at all. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just got kind of got that effect like because I'm used to watching 80s movies, so I'm used to that. I'm used to that quality. But like 90s quality like, was really jarring. I never really went back and watched rewatched 90s films. So that was really and, weird. And like I said, especially, like, a lot of the older stuff that I go back and watch, it has been remastered, whereas this, I think, is something that nobody really... <laughs> it didn't get that treatment. But, uh... Yeah, no one really cares about this film, unfortunately. There, there was definitely some pretty stuff in it, though. Yeah, it was some pretty stuff. <laughs> it was really well done. Like the spirits of human blood. <laughs> <laughs> the very pretty reds. Hey, I've got some questions. Ah, sure. Never mind, I'll save that for later. <laughs> <laughs> but did we go uh, what the movie is about yet, really? Well, it starts out... It starts out with that weird quote. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like something Wait, about he who fights monsters must be careful not to become one. Right. And Nietzsche. I think he credited it with Nietzsche. Yeah. yeah. And then it says, eat me, anonymous. <laughs> yeah. And then plays like some weird music <laughs> with the U.S. flag. Yeah. It's It's got a really cool sense of humor. If you're, I mean, if you're into that, it's really, really funny. They started out at a dinner, right? Yes. Where uh, Guy Pierce is being commended. Yeah, he's being commended for his uh, like unusual tactics and valor or something. Yeah, Captain John Boyd, Guy Pierce. I'll yeah. try and use the character's name, even though I don't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, they sit down to the dinner, and everybody's eating the steaks, and he's like freaking out looking at the meat and like... His steak is also, like, bloody. <laughs> yeah, and he has a little freak out, and he's, like, flashing back to battle. And I assumed at this point that, you know, the cannibalism had already happened. Because he's freaking out, like, not that it was all in the past, but that it at least started. Like, or this is after he had already eaten people, since he's flipping out looking at the meat. Did this put you off from eating meat? 
Uh, no, but <laughs> I actually I had that thought during that first scene, just because it was very, it was associating eating meat with uh, disgust and nausea, and like with the war scenes and the bodies. Right, and it's it's obviously, I mean, this is the first time you get a glimpse into its sense of humor because you got this table full of men just tearing into these yeah, the, giant steaks. The close-up of them eating, yeah. Yeah, and it, it cuts back and forth between, um, was it Boyd? Captain Boyd? Yeah, John Boyd. In the, in the army. But, but they do very much later on. Like, they, you know, have the whole thing of, like, You've got to eat to live. What are you going to do? Like that conundrum. But then after the dinner, the general, I guess, who just commended him was like, yo, no hero, you get the fuck out of here. So he gets promoted, but they send him to like, uh, where was it again? I think Northern California or something. Yeah, so it's like the middle of nowhere to this outpost with a bunch of fuck arounds. (laughs) They're just trying to get rid of him, but they... uh, the thing that happened, as you find out that he's being commended and punished for, <laughs> was during battle, he just, like, just laid down and pretended to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just... It's really funny, because you just see him, like, all this chaos going around. He's like, kind of see him looking around. He's like, okay, I'm just going to lay down here. <laughs> and that's how he survived. And then they drug them back into a body pile. Yep. That he got out of and took over the enemy fort. Oh, and he's like probably six, seven deep in this pile. Oh, yeah. Probably more than that, yeah. Yeah. And uh, why is the enemies, why were they hoarding bodies? Well, I think they were getting, they were put, they put them in a cart to uh, get it out of town to dispose of them. But they, like, took them back to their fort or whatever. Well, I think they were assaulting the fort to begin with. Well, didn't they say that he captured an enemy fort? Yes, they were assaulting the fort, and he laid down and died. Well, also, also didn't somebody make a comment? They said, but you made it behind enemy lines. Enemy lines would be the fort, wouldn't it? I don't know. (laughs) Oh, man. I don't know. Who cares? But anyways... (laughs) Some blood drips in his mouth, and then he <laughs> overpowers the dudes. Yeah, that's kind of the whole thing with this. Is, Some uh, blood? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lots, lots and lots and lots. Which that's, uh, uh, you don't know yet at this point, the uh, story of the Wendigo. That uh, when you eat human flesh, it makes you more strong, but then you have the hunger, and you have to just eat more flesh, and you won't be satisfied with anything else. Which, first of all, Wendigo, I always think of the Marvel <laughs> Wendigo. Me too. I always think, <laughs> Wendigo! Go! <laughs> yeah. Isn't he like a big, white, hairy monster? Sure is. So anyways, <laughs> um, uh, I've got some questions. Uh, this movie establishes that eating human flesh cures you and makes you stronger. Does that work? No. Are you sure? Yes. How do you know? I don't want you to eat me. (laughs) Okay. Sounds like somebody who's going to get eaten soon. (laughs) 
right, I'm just saying. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about starting to eat people because those those dudes seemed like they had extra strong powers and they could get shot and be okay. This is why I couldn't see this movie when I was 13. Must <laughs> <laughs> start eating people. Getting, you know, getting the wrong element. <laughs> Have trouble separating reality from fantasy. Not like now, though, right? Yeah, now I just eat people for the taste. Wait. Wait. Hold on a second. Kevin. What? What did he just say? I said something about the... Take your headphones off, Logan, just for a second. Let's do a sound check. Something about the way people taste. I don't think... Logan? What's up? Hey, buddy. Hey, what's up? I don't taste good. That's cool. (laughs) I'll be the judge of that. No! (laughs) All right, so... Uh, let's talk about that fort he gets sent to. What's up with that fort? Like, did they send it to the fort? Now I'm just... Man, this is one of my favorite movies. Now I'm just, like, <laughs> so conflicted about it. Oh, no, I'm talking about the U.S. fort that he oh, that gets... he was assigned to, yeah. Yeah, that he gets assigned to. He gets promoted to. Yeah, it's just a bunch of fuck-ups. Yeah. And, um, David Arquette... The first shot you see of him is uh, smoking a pipe and, like, giggling. Yep. He seems like he's high as fuck the whole time. And when they, they send him off to get food, the, the colonel has to tell him, no uh, uh, native herbs and no peyote and it's no like, women. Yeah, no loco <laughs> weed, no peyote, and no women. And he gives him the list of stuff, and he's, like, writing off, like, okay, so we're supposed to get... Bacon and peyote and women. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, in the middle of the night, some weirdo shows up. And he's all, that is uh, uh, Ives, right? It was, uh, fuck, man. What's his name? The character's name was Ives. Uh... Robert Carlyle is the actor. Yeah, but fuck, it wasn't. Ives at that time. Oh, I forgot what he was going by. Knock or something? Calhoun. Calhoun. Oh, okay. And that was the guy's name. Calhoun. But, yeah, we're getting serious spoilers now. It's, uh, yeah, he tells them some story about, like, eating people and how he escaped before being eaten by the last two people. Then they get there and it's like, oh no, he did eat those people! Oh no! And he kills everyone. <laughs> Which That's... Robert Carlyle, I kept looking at him the whole time, like, trying to remember who he was. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to think of what I knew him from. Full Monty and uh, Transformers. I never, I never saw that. You never saw the Full Monty? Uh, it's pretty good. But I looked it up afterwards, and I was like, oh, yeah, from uh, Train Spotting, and my wife watched or used to watch, I don't know if she watched it in a long time, uh, Once Upon a Time, and he's Rumpelstiltskin in that. Yeah, I saw that he was in yeah. that. I, I mean, it, it's not a great show, but he's he's one of the better parts about it. Yeah, I uh, I talked about it with her. And she was like, oh, yeah, he's like the only interesting part of the show. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I haven't watched the show that much, but I got that same impression. I enjoyed that. Just acting in this. 
So I think he's really good in this. I mean, he's creepy and funny, and that's something that's not but he, um, always easy to pull off. Yeah, uh, there's, there's, yeah. Cut that out. <laughs> yes, cut all of that out. Cut it all out. Like a surgeon. Or like Ives trying to get a prime cut of person meats. <laughs> prime Which? cut of person meats. Which, when they find those uh, skeletons, those motherfucking skeletons are picked clean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are fucking picked clean. It's like, you must have taken some time to get all the nooks and crannies. It's not like you can just run out to the store for some dude. Yeah, you can. Yeah, and not back then, though. It's true, they didn't have stores back then. They have people stores. <laughs> they didn't have dude yep. stores. They had caves. People caves. Yeah, there was there was a lot of um, people rolling down hills. Lots of hill rollings. And or cliffs in this and... movie. So that brings me to the next thing. What were you guys what your guys' favorite scenes in this film? <laughs> you guys didn't think about this before? You go first. No, man. I never think about this. I, I didn't. I finished watching it this afternoon and then I went to sleep until like ten minutes before we started talking. <laughs> Um, my favorite scene they're in a tent Tolfer fell down a hill earlier hurt his side bleeding pretty bad it's a pretty big wound but he's bandaged up later that night you hear some rustling and you hear Tolfer scream and then you see someone move in the darkness and they light a lantern and you just hear Tolfer keep on saying he was licking me he was licking me (laughs) he was licking me and you see Calhoun with like blood on his mouth this is when you know something's really fucked up about Calhoun. <laughs> Calhoun was like on him during that and licking his wound. Like how fucking freaked out he is about that. It's so great. It's such a weird, weird scene. Yeah, that is the moment that you know you're in for something really odd before then, this movie's over. And then he starts like, I didn't know what I was doing. I was asleep. I had a, a nightmare. Yeah. I, I woke up and I was licking him. You have to restrain me. I can't be trusted. Please. Yeah. That was, uh... But... <laughs> the fact that, like, he was just fucking licking his wound in the night. <laughs> <laughs> and Tolfer's reaction, like, how he's so timid at first. Then he's like... Tolfer is kind of slow, too. Which that guy plays... <laughs> well... <laughs> I was about to say, that's his uh, bread and butter. That's his wheelhouse. Yeah. But Matt was what was your favorite scene? I don't know, man. But uh I I did just think of something that I liked and like sort of affected me uh which was um after Ives or at this point uh or early on when they think it's just uh Calhoun. Yeah. And uh he like is just killing everybody. The the real soldier guy. What was his name? Mr. Blue Eyes, as you know him. Yeah. Reich, I think. He is, as uh, as the colonel said, he's their soldier. Like, he's the only one of them that takes it seriously. Yeah. Which makes me wonder what he did to end up there. Yeah. Oh, I think maybe it was just so he was, like, really just, like, too extreme. Cause I was remember too it, intense. 
when they were in the description, they like they cut to the guy's pictures as he was describing them <laughs> to Boyd. And the, for Reich, it's just like yeah. it covers comes down. He's just he's in a stream, shirtless, screaming. <laughs> yep, just flexing and screaming. <laughs> um, That's one of the, this movie's so funny. <laughs> you really like this movie? I do. It's one of my top five favorite films. All right. We'll get into your your other four later. <laughs> um, we won't, because I'll forget. But if I remember, we'll get so into them. Yeah. What's uh, um, Guy Pierce's name again? Captain John Boyd. John Boyd. All right. So Boyd and the soldier, they're like off by themselves uh, looking for the uh, cannibal guy who's stabbing and killing everybody. And... First of all, he just like kind of shoves the soldier who like goes rolling, <laughs> like rolling across the cliff and then down over the side. No, he threw a knife in him. That's right. And then he starts rolling. Yeah, no, like, uh, that's not what you do. I don't do that. I threw a knife in Reich. He caught them by surprise and Reich fell over the ledge. <laughs> then, like, I was just fucking with Boyd. Like, Boyd's trying to get away. He's trying to run left or right. And, like, I was just, like, running either way, <laughs> slowly yeah, getting he... up on him. And so... Because he, like, he shot him, and then he, like, fell over and just laid there. And then, like... Got up. Sort of just flies up really weird. And it's like, hey. Yeah. At this point, he kind of reminded me of the Duke for some reason. <laughs> The the whole reason I started talking about that scene is Boyd, Guy Pierce is like trying to get away and he just like jumps off this fucking cliff, which that was kind of cool. And he like tries to slow his descent by just going through tree limbs. Well, I don't think he tried to slow his descent. I just think he was like, fuck this. I'm not going to get eaten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seemed like he was trying to grab on this stuff, but. I don't know. Anyways, uh, while he was trying to get away from that guy, this was the thing I was trying to bring up that I liked. That, as you saw uh, from uh, his past experience in battle, his instinct is just to play dead. But <laughs> in this case, that's not going to help you because the guy who's <laughs> coming to get you wants to eat you. So if he finds you dead, he's going to be like, oh, great, and then eat you. So you're fucked. Yep. I just thought that was cool. The, like the coward's way out is, like, not an option. What I liked about that scene was, like, you said, like, yeah, he rolls, and then he, like, grabs onto Reich, Reich's body as he's rolling down the hill. He falls in the pit, and Reich gets caught by, like, some roots above the pit. And Boyd's on the ground, and then Reich just starts, his eyes open, and he just starts choking Boyd. Yeah. <laughs> Which, after Reich dies... And then he ends up uh, eating some of Reich to stay alive after he's under, like, he's hidden just for who the fuck knows how long. And he ends up eating some of him. And then he gets the strength to, like, go back. And they have, like, some army men coming. And one of them is Ives. And it is, you know, the guy that Calhoun, that they knew him as. Yeah. The guy who was killing and eating all of them. I thought at that point... I thought that maybe Guy Pierce was out of his mind and he was killing and eating people. And that's that's why what's his name tried to strangle him. Oh. 
Do you think it was all a dream? No. But that's what I thought at that point. I was like, oh, is this going to be the thing? But it wasn't. Yeah, I imagine like I would be confused by a lot of this film, trying to guess, like, oh, is it this or this? I would probably be doing that a lot. But you didn't. It's I knew too everything. late now. Yeah. For you to ever do that again. It's okay. I still really enjoyed this film. Like it, at first, I was I was thinking it wasn't going to hold up to my to how I remember. Then, like by the end, of it, I'm like, nope. This is. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's like I really enjoyed this. This is completely holds up to what I remember. But yeah, so he's there, and then a bunch of shit happens, and everybody starts getting murdered by him. Yeah, and he tells Guy Pierce. Like, why don't you like eating people? <laughs> like, it makes you strong. I had tuberculosis. Which, that's the point of the movie to me, is that eating human flesh is the cure for tuberculosis. Do you think they've tried that? You should suggest it. Okay. I'll bring that up at the next meeting. Well, I was going to say that's how you know this movie isn't real, because they would have already marketed this in some way. So, Kevin, what was your favorite part of this film? I guess I'd have to say the opening, just because <laughs> it was kind of lost on me um, when I first saw it. But it, it sets the table perfectly for the rest of the film. I didn't realize at the time that the blood is what made him strong enough to capture the enemy forward. Because at one point... Which he didn't he asks, realize that yet either. Right, he asks um, Ives at one point, like, did you have any kind of physical manifestations or yeah, from... You know, eating the people after Ives tells him about his party getting lost in the mountains. Which that, though, that was after somebody told him of the Wendigo. After yeah. their scout. So uh, I thought that, not that that was from his personal experience, that he was right, wondering he was about that. Curious. But, just, but right. then, like, it was kind of a revelation for me, right? From the very beginning. Because you see him, the blood going into his mouth, and then him... And, and he says, like... Finding uh, at one... strength to... Yeah, when he's recounting that stuff and he said that something changed and yeah, like they're showing changed. the blood gushing into his yeah. mouth. As he's... And you think when everybody's chowing down on their steak and he's getting nauseous, you think it's like a PSTD or something. Not, wait, what is it called? PTSD? PTSD, not pre-sexual <laughs> transmitted <laughs> disease. Pre-sexual transmitted <laughs> disease? Which oh my god! <laughs> if you get too uh, horny, you like you get that? <laughs> Uh, PTSD, and uh, and he's just you know in a bad place mentally. But it's like, nope, he's likes eating people, or he doesn't like eating people, and just seeing all this is making him. Well, I figured he was that was just from like all the blood in the war and seeing people like and drinking the blood, like because it makes him remember that. I think it was because he was not hungry for steak. But uh. But it ends up at a certain point because, like, people are getting killed and horses and the like. And then you find out who's doing it, and it's not Ives. It's the colonel who got killed, Jeffrey Jones. He is also a cannibal now because Ives bit him and (laughs) turned him. (laughs) He's a where cannibal? (laughs) He's a vampire cannibal. This is kind of like this is kind of a vampire movie. Uh, it kind I of is that too. Yeah, like they're recruiting other like people very selectively. They're staying in the middle of nowhere where 
You and, know, people go missing. That's just kind of how that happens. And eating people gives them like superhuman powers. But it ends up like they, you know, they kind of uh, force Guy Pierce into like they uh, stab him and they're like, well, here we have this human meat. Like we're eating it in this delicious stew. Delicious like you, stew. Oh my gosh. You can either die or eat it. And he just sits there for a long time dying. <laughs> <laughs> he does. I would have I just eaten there because it looked delicious. <laughs> so I'm like, wait, who's in here now? Do you have any more of him? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he kind of talks the colonel into not doing that. Forget how that happened. But and the colonel's like, okay, kill me. And he kills him. And then there's a big showdown between him and Ives. Yeah, like I said, I remember it being bigger. Yeah, <laughs> I, I never saw this before, but um, it wasn't the most exciting. <laughs> but. Yeah, I remember that being the fight being a lot more epic too, and it, it was it was still like a, it's a really good movie. There, there was a lot of dumb shots in this, though, like real dumb. That, and that's another thing that it smacks of like a, a cheap as shit <laughs> like horror movie, <laughs> but. I mean, I don't know. It didn't ruin it for me. It's just that's part of what it is. Part uh, of its charm. Sure. <laughs> um, but I did like uh, how that ends. The, their fight. That he uh, wrestles Ives down into like this fucking huge bear trap. Yeah, I remember his Ives' last words. I totally forgot he said this in this film, but it's something that stuck with me. It's a... Uh, the phrase like that like he's dying is like that was really sneaky <laughs> yeah yeah that he got him, them both stuck in the spare trap yeah then he tells him i was just like if you die first i'm gonna eat you <laughs> it's like but if i die first are you gonna eat me and then right before ives dies he's like bon appetit <laughs> But, they should have. Uh, they should have just eaten each other, and oh, to you know, death. like a human suit. I, I actually had the thought that that would have been a cool fight if they were just eating each other yeah. during the fight, <laughs> and agree. like each bite makes you more powerful, but it also each bite you get taken out of you weakens you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Boyd does not eat him. Because he doesn't want to be a Wendigo. And uh, I did like that last shot that it looks like they're both like chomped in these jaws. I like that a lot. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I mean, yeah. it's pretty fun movie. Pretty funny. Pretty bloody. I, I think uh, my favorite scene, instead of favorite scene, I'll say my favorite part. The theme. <laughs> it a lot <laughs> i like the theme a lot and Pretty i good i forgot when exactly i was thinking of when it comes back at the end not at the credits but at some point i think i think it might be when guy pierce after he eats some of that other guy and makes it back to camp like as he's walking back to camp and it comes back yeah that's the second time yeah and then it was at the credits and i was like i really like that i really like that <laughs> music <laughs> the screw on you i guess i like the music to begin with but 
every time I heard it, I liked it more. It was like an old friend coming back to visit. Well, that's that's the thing that um, I think might surprise people. I know it surprised me. Is it's such a playful movie considering the premise? It's just yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it definitely has that sensibility of just a shitty horror movie <laughs> that's having fun <laughs> with the thing they're doing. I like that a lot more than you know horror movies that try and take themselves too seriously and suck it's so and it's so rare that you have a movie where the protagonist is like a coward i always think that's interesting the first thing that comes to mind was um i'm trying to remember what the new name for it is (laughs) all you need is kill then edge of tomorrow then live die repeat right yeah yeah In that movie, Tom Cruise, I just loved how much of a coward they amped up that he was before they threw him into combat with like being completely unprepared. Like they before they did that, they showed you that he will do anything to not be anywhere near combat. And then he's in the front lines. The book was really good. Yeah, I kind of want to see the movie, but like I just feel like the ending would just. Because I know the, how the movie ends. I just feel like I would be incredibly disappointed with the ending of the movie. Just turn it off before it ends. That's true. I'll just never know that. how it ends. It's just I might as well not watch the film if I'm not going to watch but the completion. But it's better that way if you're not going to be dis- if you're going to be disappointed by it. I should just not watch the movie then. All right, fine. Be a shithead. <laughs> At least right. it's in protest because of the name change, the dumb well, name dude, change. Hopefully, you'll never know how the planet Earth ends, but are you just not going to live here? <laughs> mm, that's a good point, Matt. Maybe I won't know how the Earth ends. Maybe. You're planning on eating people, aren't you? <laughs> Damn it. I got to start eating people so I'll have more people eating than you. <laughs> In case we ever face off. <laughs> Just in case you need to ever stop me from eating you. Yeah, but if we ever do face off, it's going to be an eating battle. <laughs> Start biting your face. Seems reasonable. So, what have I, maybe you... they. I wondered if that was in an early draft of this, and then they were like, nah, it's too expensive. We only yeah. have $12 million. Yeah, we could never film that. <laughs> so. Have you guys watched anything recently? Any... We have a really like quick. It's like four days after the last episode we recorded, so I'm not sure if you guys have watched anything. I haven't had time to watch anything else other than this. But have you guys? Have we all watched um, Daredevil? Oh yeah, I watched. Oh all yes. Daredevil. Yes. I had watched it all before we even recorded last time. That was good. Yeah. I haven't watched it all. I'm like on episode six. Well, that's pretty good. Oh, I watched all of it. I was just about to start shouting spoilers at you. <laughs> I don't really care about spoilers, so... Yeah, I thought it was really good. There was uh, some dumb stuff, but... um, You kept talking, Logan, about the fight choreography. I yeah. was I, I was going to say, like, it's... Uh, I mean, there's, there's room for improvement, <laughs> but... Yeah, it was cool. Um, it was some of the best fight choreography I've seen, like, at least the first three episodes... There's some really good fight choreography. 
especially the second episode. <laughs> oh, is that the one with the the kid? Yeah, that's one. Yeah, at the end, it's great. Yeah, that was really that was a really good scene. Like a lot of the fights, like I posted on my Facebook that this is some of the best fight choreography I've seen since the Raid Two, and the Raid Two is probably the best fight choreography I've ever seen. We know, Logan, you can afford Facebook. <laughs> but the Raid Two, great film. If you haven't seen that, go check it out. Just saying. But yeah, uh, Daredevil's really I, good. I still need to see that. I haven't seen that yet. Um, what I wanted to say about uh, the fighting is that, like I said, not that there's not uh, room for improvement, but uh, for the most part, I feel like they got it right. Like the kind of kind of uh, two ways that I thought they might get it wrong is either having him too good at fighting and just be infallible or like just have him be like super Batman or have him get his ass kicked, but like have stupid turns, you know, like in a lot of stuff, somebody will be winning a fight, but they'll need him to lose the fight and they'll have the turn be like so dumb and pointless. Like he'll just suddenly be losing. Yeah. But yeah, Daredevil, uh, he's, he's constantly like, (laughs) like winded and exhausted and getting his ass beaten, but he's a very good fighter. Like he and... does really well against like normal thugs, but yep. But against like do people they... who actually know how to fight, like he struggles with. Do they ever go into his motivation other than oh, I need to clean up the city? Like what makes him get this started in the first place? Uh, well, they go into specifically like his first thing that he does, but yeah, yeah I don't want to say yeah. I'm... His first thing that he does? Yeah, we're, yeah, not, he, we're he, not talking about Daredevil. This episode isn't about Daredevil. It is now, son. But yeah, we're not going to spoil Daredevil for anybody who hasn't finished it. Like you, Kevin. I forgot Kevin doesn't care I about just, spoilers most of the time. He just wants you to tell him everything that happens. <laughs> that's, that explains a lot why he doesn't think anyone else cares about spoilers. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's overblown for the most part. What? The whole spoiler thing. Like, one out of five things might be better to me if it's unspoiled. Yeah, I mean, I I like going into stuff fresh. If something gets spoiled for me, you know, I'm not going to lose my fucking mind. Like, I can still go and enjoy it. But actually, sometimes if somebody tells me there's a spoiler for something but doesn't tell me the spoiler... That's kind of almost worse because I just end up the whole time thinking, like, trying to figure out what the what the thing is. Oh, it's worse for me because I like automatically figure it out because you you know you have that narrow entryway anyway, and then they say, "Oh, well, you won't guess what happens," and I'm like, "Well, if I won't guess what happens, that pretty much tells me what's going to happen." <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say too. Is that if if there, I know there's a spoiler, I always guess it because I'm so smart. <laughs> Have you seen It Follows yet? I spilled beer on myself! (laughs) What? Have you watched It Follows yet? Uh, No, actually, um, I was going to go earlier this week on um, um, uh, uh, cheap popcorn and hot dog night at the movies. My wife really wanted to see Cinderella, and then It Follows was showing at the same time, so we were going to split up and go see those things. 
But she didn't want to see a movie by herself, so I was like, all right, I'll see. Okay, yeah, she texted me. She's like, well, Matt, like it follows? I'm like, yeah, like it follows. It's really good. <laughs> she uh, she didn't tell me anything about it, but she said that she read all about it and says that she's not interested. <laughs> uh, it's so good. It's a good film. She's like, no, thanks. She's not... Her loss, man. Her loss. But yeah, so you want to hear my critique of Cinderella? N- sure. <laughs> and, uh, Wait, sure. did you watch it? Or are you just going to tell us your opinion? Yeah, we, we saw it in okay. the theater. It's alright. Kind of stunk. It wasn't bad. It was just boring and flat. Which I just feel like if you're going to redo... Like a classic like that, like you really need to, uh, I mean, you need to be coming uh, to it with a real vision of what this thing is going to be like, just something innovative in some way. But it was just, there was a couple of things in it that I thought that the, like I kind of enjoyed. And I thought if the whole movie was more like that, it would be pretty good. But most mostly it was just just flat, just uninteresting. It was like somebody had to do it. It was like Disney was about <laughs> to lose their copyright over the property that they did not invent, and so they had to make another movie to maintain their stranglehold over uh, this intellectual property. So they just said, "Just make a thing." That makes me want to watch that Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> the new one or the old one? The, the old, old one. old one. <laughs> yeah, the, the Roger Corman, Corman one. one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was like, this new one's probably like the same thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I mentioned it to Jail, and she told me something about. She said, uh, "I don't remember what they were." She named off like four or five other Disney properties that they're supposed to be making, like new live-action movies in the next couple of years. And I was like, okay, well, I assume they're all going to be the same and not good. Well, it's just like a cheap investment. I mean, you're going to get $50 million minimum just from the opening weekend because everybody's going to take their kids to see it. Okay, let me look up. Oh, and that's, that's the worst part is when it's like, doesn't really seem like a movie that kids would be interested in. (laughs) <laughs> for the most part but then there's like really obvious like grab your kids attention moments in it that's the worst part of it <laughs> i see i'm looking up the cinderella box office what they make uh, 182 million dollars Holy crap. Holy shit. Earned? Yeah. That's the domestic total. And what's the budget? Holy shit. Worldwide. All right. Worldwide is half a billion dollars. So, yeah, they made their money back. <laughs> All right. See, that's fair, what I'm saying. It, fair it's, point, Kevin. Yeah, it's just the cheapest thing that they could possibly do because it's going to make money. You yeah. slap Disney's name on anything. Disney's It Follows would make $100 million. <laughs> yeah. Disney Searchlights It Follows. Yep. 
What else should I watch? Um, shit. I need to start making a list before this. Because uh, we went a while without recording, and we I watched a ton of stuff that I would actually really like to talk about, and I can't remember what they are. <laughs> yeah, I made a list, and it, I think we went like two or three months without talking. Was there anything like that you actually wanted to talk about specifically? There would have been, but I don't remember. <laughs> I thought you made a uh, list. Well, if you want me to look at my list, I could do that. Can't find my phone. Oh, there it is. Hey, phone. I call my phone phony. Because it's not real? <laughs> yeah, it's all in my mind. Spoilers. It was a whole dream. <laughs> I don't want to find out your phone was all in your mind until, like, you die. And you look for my phone? Yeah. And instead I find a videotape of your life and you talking to air. Interesting. Okay, I can't find it. So, Kevin, have you watched anything recently between the four days we haven't, been, haven't recorded? Did we talk about, or did I mention um, Into the Woods? I'm not sure. No. Well, oh, hey, I, I might just have just forgot because it was so fucking boring. I just remembered something I watched. What's that? Uh, Killing Them Softly. I like that movie. I like that movie, too. I've heard good things about it, but I can only think of, like, a Fuji song, if I recall correctly. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's, a, it's a, a Brad Pitt movie, which this is one of the movies that I watched in a very short time frame with Scoot McNary in it. <laughs> and oh, Scoot I, McNary. And I never learned to recognize him. <laughs> but I think I've got it now. I think I can figure out who he is if I see him and hear him talk. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I like Killing Him Softly. I would kind of recommend it. It's like a, it's like a little uh, crime crime story. It's pretty good. A crimey I, story. I didn't expect a whole lot from it, but I ended up I liking it a lot more than I thought I would. I also watched... Oh, uh, speaking of Frank, Scoop McNary was Frank. <laughs> Last week he was. Um, Fastbender, Michael Fastbender. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched a movie with uh, Michael Fastbender in it that is also on Netflix. Killing Them Softly is on Netflix, by the way, if I didn't mention that. Wow. Uh, yeah, for now. Uh, this recording. A a 2009 movie called Fish Tank, which uh, I thought was pretty good. And uh, if you want to see Michael Fassbender as like a sexual predator, then check that out. I do want to see that. <laughs> Is this like predator porn? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish that when I heard the phrase "sexual predator," that's what I pictured. Of- <laughs> 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 uh, I'm just picturing like a predator with like lipsticks and, and a dress, like some negligee. Yeah, just, exactly. Like, doing a sexy dance. <laughs> I just I imagine the second mouth coming out and the, and then a tongue like flicking out of that. Hey, that's a different thing, man. Yeah, that's, that's alien. Else. Oh, right. Predators and aliens mixed up? 
guess so. Jeez, oh, you are man. tired. Now I'm thinking <laughs> of the porn version of Alien v Predator. <laughs> What's the V stand for in that? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you could get away with that if you say, like, no, the other one was called Alien versus Predator. This is called Alien V Predator P. <laughs> and they fuck. This is, you have to just say this is not AVP. And it's all <laughs> that's what the porn companies do. Alien V Predator P colon <laughs> and they fuck. <laughs> Alien double P. <laughs> Alien DP Predator. <laughs> Oh, God. Wait, Aliens DP Predator. There you go. <laughs> wow, this is... <laughs> Such the conversation. That was the second best movie-related joke I ever made. <laughs> the Aliens part. <laughs> Adding that. You can All always right. spell things with a Z, and that way it's not copyright infringement. Yeah, Zaliens. No, you, <laughs> you went the wrong way. That's what the predator said. <laughs> that, that was the first best movie-related joke you've ever made, Logan. <laughs> that was such a bad joke. <laughs> no, that was pretty good. Uh, it was pretty good. <laughs> okay. All right. So I think we're going to wrap this up. Sounds good. All right. So, Matt, pick that movie or whatever. All right. I will. Uh, I, I, I don't like to pick generally movies that are terrible and then make fun of them. Uh, not that we can't do that, but uh, I just I like talking about good movies, or at least movies that have something to offer. But <laughs> You're I'm gonna, gonna break pick, that rule right now. I'm going to pick a movie that Netflix thinks I will give two stars. Did not like. Uh, it just went up on Netflix. Open Windows. Oh, that's with uh, Elijah Wood, right? Yep. Oh, you see that open one. And uh, Sasha Gray. Yeah. On Netflix, on Netflix, uh, top billing goes to Sasha Gray. Yeah, that's really weird. The pornographic movie star. Former pornographic movie star. <laughs> Former adult True. actress. If you ever want to watch a movie with a lady in it and then want to look up <laughs> videos. <laughs> Don't Google Sasha Gray with safe search off if, oh, uh, man. if you're, if you're like not looking the, to get a bunch of porn. Like the top result is going to be kind of fucked up. Uh, well, if you are looking for a bunch of porn, go for Sasha Gray. But uh, this movie was made by a guy, uh, Nacho Vigalando, who the other movie of his that I saw, I really liked. And this movie... <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you guys will like it or not, but it is, it's crazy and it is a ride. 
It's a thrill ride. Have you watched already? Or? I did. All right. So yeah, let's. Uh, so you think it's bad? Spoiler alert. Uh, Matt. I I don't even want to say it's bad. I I wonder how much of it is a uh, director, like a ESL director directing uh, an English language movie. Like I don't know that that's it, but. There's there's actually some uh you can kind of see how this is related to the 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 movie that I saw of his uh Chronos Criminis uh Time Crimes. Oh, I need to watch Time Crimes. I haven't seen that yet. I heard good things about it. I like that movie a lot. And he uh he also did like uh something for ABCs of Death, which I never saw. I yeah. think he did like, a for Apocalypse. Yeah, A for Apocalypse. It was all right. A for Apocalypse wasn't one of the bad ones. Yeah. He also apparently did something in VHS Viral. Which oh, I've, right. I haven't watched that. That's on uh, Netflix right now. I haven't watched that yet. Because I heard bad things about VHS Viral. So. I, uh... Yeah, I don't know if you guys will like this movie or not, but I don't think you'll regret watching it. I doubt I will. I mean, I'm always up for horror, and that's what it is. And it's, it's got a lot of it, which I enjoy his his stuff it's, it's a ride you guys it's uh, more Netflix of a ride doesn't even think I'll give it to you <laughs> it's more of a ride than it is a movie <laughs> Netflix thinks I'll give it four stars so <laughs> well I hope you like it I hope I do too and then I can argue with you guys about it different viewpoints alright so that's it for tonight so Logan saying goodnight, and you guys can say goodnight if you want. I don't know. Goodnight too. Thank you for listening to another episode of Doing It in the Movies. As always, you can find us on the internet and online too, and email us at letatnow at email. Good seeing you next time at the movies. Believe in yourself. It's all recording us talking shit about Dylan. All right, well, it's fine as long as I do a theme song. Talking shit about Dylan. Oh, wait, let me do that again. Recording shit about Dylan. Uh, I wonder when he'll be back. <laughs>